Welcome back to Mind the Music. I am so happy that you decided to tune in. It means a lot to me because I feel supported by you on this journey of well-being, awareness, and electronic music. Now, before we dive into this episode, real quick, I want to share with you a free guided meditation I created. I meditate every day, and I think you should too. It doesn't have to be complicated and you don't need to sit on your meditation pillow an hour a day to get the most out of meditating. It just takes consistent practice through a daily commitment and just 10 minutes of your time. My guided meditation is designed to help you to stay grounded and focused throughout your day and with any activity, whether it's work, making music or handling life balancing issues. You can do it anytime, anywhere. You can even do it in a toilet stall. Grab your free copy at bit.ly forward slash tum free meditation. That's bit.ly forward slash T-U-M free meditation. I hope you'll enjoy it. And now it's time to dive into this episode of Mind the Music.
Hey, Alexi, thank you so much for joining me here in this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. So let's start with an introduction. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about who you are, where you're from and what you do? I'm Alexi Perala. I'm from Finland. Um, I make music, Kalundi music based on Kalundi sequence to be more precise. I've been making music for over 30 years now and I've been playing gigs internationally for over 20 years. Wow, impressive. Really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so how did you get into music and why? Why music? Oh, that's a good question. Um, from very early on I was um, really interested in echoes and things like that, like when I was three years old and so forth. Whenever I went to a tunnel or something, I would just uh, shout um, <laughs> echo in Finnish um, to, to hear my voice come back to me and so forth. And then later on, um, we had a piano in the house. So I always loved playing the piano, even though I didn't know what I was doing, just for fun. I, I, I was always into that. And, and pretty early on, I, I started thinking like how to record those piano sessions and then later on I got into electronic music and I was just fascinated by it. Um, yeah. Being like, probably, I was probably seven years old. Um, in 1983, I heard Paul Hardcastle's 19, no, 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 19, that tune, which was the first electro track I ever heard. And that was really inspiring. So, so since then, I think um, I, I was, I was uh, hooked so to say. And um, in 1988, I got into Acid House. Uh, there was this radio show in Finland called Oxid, which yeah. is disco spelled backwards. And that was highly influential uh, for me. I used to tape all the shows on like uh, twice a week. And I, I was just trying to figure out how to make this kind of music myself, how to join in, because I, I loved it so much. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty much it. I got my first synth in 88 and that, yeah, that's how I got started. From then on, he never stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, you told me a little bit already about like your first experiences with music when you were a kid. What's actually your favorite childhood memory in general? Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'd have to think about that for a while. Um, Favorite childhood memory? It would be what I mentioned about those echoes, maybe. Yeah, something like that. The, yeah. Like the, the first understanding of acoustics and, and stuff like that. And then later on, the actual music. Yeah, that's beautiful. So when you look at your life right now, what is one thing that you would love to learn? What would I love to learn? Um... I would love to learn to be a bit easier on myself, not to give myself such a hard time all the time. <laughs> like, I, I, um, I make music all the time, uh, loads of it, and it, it, yeah, it takes a lot of time. I'm, I'm always busy and I always think that there, there aren't enough hours in a day. So um, getting older, you start understanding a bit more about yourself and your, how your body works and so forth. And, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just just to slow down a bit, I would like to learn that. Okay. <laughs> well, if you need some tips on that, I'm happy to help. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> we can we can do that after this conversation for sure. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Kolundi. It's really easy to fall down the rabbit hole on the internet. Like I've researched it a little bit because I didn't know it before I knew your music. Um, so if you would explain this to a person who has never heard about this before, how would you describe Kolundi? Um, Kolundi is a way of life, for starters. It's a, it's a huge thing. Really difficult to describe with words. I'm not very, very good at explaining it, I, I think, because I don't really understand it myself that well. But basically Kolundi is using all the knowledge that humankind has about sound and, and sound healing or, um, th throughout the history and more importantly the prehistory 
of humans. So it, it goes back to the times before the 12th Tet music, musical tuning system or keyboards or so forth. Um, mm -hmm. Just the basic idea is, is how sound affects you as a human being and how does it make you feel? How does it affect you on like on every possible level that you can think of? Like like you know that feeling when you hear some some really good music and all your hairs go up everywhere or you can feel it in your spine and, and so forth. So those kind of feelings. So um for for me it's been it, it has changed everything, the, the, the way I see music or the way I make music, to just to be humble and let it guide me. Like, that's, that's where I struggle to explain it. It's like, it's, it's teaching me, Kolundi is teaching me how to make Kolundi music, basically. And yeah. I, I, I don't know how to describe that. But if we would talk about what it means to you personally, on a personal level, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel good. It helps me. Well, like if I'm feeling sad or if I'm, if I'm ill or something, it, it, it sorts me out. It's like, um, it's like everyday therapy or something. Yeah. I, I love, um, if you know Subpack. Um, yeah subwoofer that you wear on your back I, I got one attached to my chair so i use it every day and especially making music it's it's very revealing working on low frequencies and so forth okay that's really interesting yeah. i've never heard anybody use that that way before <laughs> really interesting oh, right. it, i i find that it it works really well with kalundi because it's so powerful and it, it, if you think about your body and how you how you feel the bass and so forth. The sub pack just takes it so that it's inside you. Right. So it's, it's like a fundamental, uh, I, how do I, like, mm, I would, the, the first time I put the sub pack on, it, the experience was so big that it, it felt like similar to the, the first time I put headphones on. Right. First time ever, like, oh, wow, the music is inside mm -hmm. my head. Well, this is extending that music being inside my head into, oh, wow, the music is inside my whole body, or at least in my spine, my intestines, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I love, I love that experience of taking music outside of just sound and really feeling more bodily experiences when we listen to music. So talking about Colony a little bit more, I believe spirituality finds us and not the other way around. So... How did you encounter Kolundi, let's say? How did that go? Encounter? Well, um, a dear friend of mine, Grant Wilson Claridge, from, who ran Reflex, um, he's, he's the father of Kolundi. He's introduced the whole thing to me, even though for years before that, I was um, trying out different tuning systems and different frequencies. I had some knowledge on some of the frequencies, which are... Uh, Kalundi mm -hmm. and I had been using them for ages but yeah basically he's I, I can be very grateful to him for that and how come he introduced you to that was it just because you were having a conversation about tuning systems and he was like hey let me show you this one or how did that yeah. go yeah it was years and years leading up to that I mean um, he's my uh, dearest friend so We'd been very close, and as I said, I'd been trying different tuning systems, so it was like a, a natural continuation of that. Yeah, made sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, have you been met with criticism because you're using this tuning system, and maybe people don't understand what it's about? Have you been met with criticism about this? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the Do time. you want to speak into that? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the main thing that I, I guess bothers me a little bit is is people seeing this as a cult or, or as, as something negative, mm. like, oh, it's, it's too spiritual or it's, 
it's just weird or or whatever. I, I hear that a lot. So I, I think that's the, that's the main thing. That's the main frustration. Because I, I only see it as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Even though it's really, mm, I'd say it's guiding me and it's, it's sometimes overwhelming. Because it's so big. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's as hard, you said. It's hard to describe like, um, you, you use the word spiritual. I, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that or how it's, um, some people tell me that it's very religious music or, or so forth, which I can also understand, but yeah. I, I, I don't really think of, think of it in those terms. It's like using words like that is kind of narrowing it down, I think, and I would just like to keep it as broad as possible and keep my mind as open as possible about yeah. it because I don't really understand it yet. It's it's an ongoing process. Right. Because yeah, I feel I feel like when we talk about spirituality yeah. or religion or beliefs or uh, inner guidance systems or just something guiding us, it's mm-hmm. it's different for everybody because you know, everybody's personal experience is different. So everybody will will name it different things so i totally understand that at for you at this level it's just something that you don't really want to put into some some form because you don't understand it yet so that makes it a bit more difficult to translate it to other people what this is about and yeah. obviously what what people don't understand scares them it's outside of their comfort zone so yeah. they will criticize rather than be open and listen absolutely that's only very very natural to like fundamentally mm-hmm. being a human being, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your most important values in your life and how do they show up in your work? Love. Love is the most important one. Um, peace, happiness, just very, very basic things. How, how, to, um, how to live a good life, how to be kind to other people, how to share the love, the universal love for everyone on this planet. And not yeah. just not just all the humans, but animals, plants, everything. <clears throat> Feeling oneness on, like on this wonderful planet of ours. Yeah, that's beautiful. And how does that show up in your work according to you? <laughs> I don't really know. I can't step out and listen to my music as an outsider. I can't. I'm too <laughs> too far gone. Yeah, <laughs> too close to it. Dude, yeah. well, I just hope that it shows uh, some, somehow. <clears throat> I hope those core values. Just, uh, I, and I feel it must show. Like <clears throat> making music is very, very revealing. You put like all your feelings to it. It's like um, I'd say humble you you're uh, or you're like you're naked there's yeah, it's very vulnerable yeah yeah it's no, there's no disguise in it there's no fooling anyone um, and I, I like to keep it as as basic as possible like in terms of uh, when I've had a jam I, I like to then leave it because that jam was there and then, on that day, how I felt. In that moment. In that moment. And then if I get back to the jam and start tweaking it and, and stuff, I feel like it's it's mixing it with the next day or that next, you know, whatever situation you were in, whatever you felt like. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, even though it's it, it would be good, I guess, to polish your tunes a little bit more and so forth, and I apologize for that, but but I <laughs> I just like it as it is. It's just you know try and keep it simple. There's just you know jams that I have. So I think a lot of people who make music struggle with this. Like where where do I stop? Like when when is it done? So I think the way you approach it is 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 a is a beautiful way to approach it and to make sure that it remains I, in its form basically. Thank you. I, I think like before Kalundi, I used to do a lot of polishing and sometimes like spend ages on, on just one track. 
<laughs> and yeah, it's like for me, the ending point was when you're thoroughly bored with that track. You'd never <laughs> hear it again. That's when you stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm, I never listen to my old stuff. Um, I, I don't like it. I just always going, going forward and so forth. No stopping. No, not looking back. Sounds very familiar. I, I hear a lot of people say that. <laughs> so speaking a little bit more about um, being vulnerable and putting your emotions into your work, have you ever experienced negative emotions related to your music making? Yes, yes. Although it's it's normally very, very positive and happy and I'm I love it. I love it and I'm excited by it and it, it makes me happy. So so that's the normal but yeah of course there's frustrating moments um and when i said earlier that kolundi is huge sometimes that's overwhelming and and sometimes i i feel um not not scared by it but similar feelings to that like just because mm. i don't understand it I like there are some levels that I'm not ready to enter yet or something so yeah, keeping that in balance or, or something yeah. like that yeah yeah I got it yeah to, to not feel too overwhelmed and to step forward whenever you're ready basically yeah 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 yeah, yeah Cause I get sometimes it, it's like it, within yourself these processes take a long time and sometimes <laughs> it feels like it, it takes longer than you would like but that things happen for a reason and you know yeah it's trusting in the timing of everything like your timing yeah. and not what's what you think it has to be or somebody else's timing right exactly yeah. yeah so whenever you experience these feelings of let's say overwhelm um how do you how do you manage them like how do you cope with them oh i don't know that's a good question i don't know there's a lot of stuff that I, I couldn't explain um, but then then it's good to remember that when you're facing such a uh, situation you might one day understand it and that's again it's happening when the time is right mm -hmm. so to bear that in mind is is really really good like that's maybe a coping mechanism like okay yeah. well, I don't know what's going on in this situation, why this is happening, why do I feel this way? But to remember that it's it's a phase and there'll be a time when you'll think about it differently or you understand, oh, hey, that's why that happened on that day. There's yeah. a reason for it. So so to bear that in mind is, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, just trusting the process and holding on to that belief that everything yeah. happens yeah. in its own time. Yeah, yeah. that's reassuring. I think for many people yeah and also when you know um, life goes in cycles or waves and so forth mm -hmm. remember when when you've got a bad day or you're feeling sad or something just to remember that okay well this is this is the wave this we're at the yeah. moment we're at the bottom of the wave now I feel bad but that will come back up again it's only natural so to, to always remember that and sometimes it's very difficult when yeah. in the in that tight spot and you feel like oh nothing's working nothing makes any sense I can't you know to, to, to remember that is 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 really important yeah and as you say it's literally like going through the waves going through the motions and you know when there is a down there will always be a, an up and back up exactly. yeah yeah so when we are talking a little bit more about well-being, um, what does well-being mean to you? Um, well, to be healthy, like um, uh, in, in your whole existence, like mentally healthy, but also physically healthy. Do your daily exercise, um, look, look after yourself mm. in every possible way. And how do you look after yourself? What are your like go-to things to make sure that you are mentally and physically balanced, let's say? 
Well, I'm seeking for that balance desperately. <laughs> I go through different phases and um, meditation is is really good for me. I love doing that and I'm my my goal is to to reach a life where I can meditate every morning. Um, I started running um, after like a 10-15 year break a couple of years ago I started running again and that's that's been really great like going for a 5k run every morning that's what I would love to do but at the moment I can't remember when it's the last time I went for a run like it's been months it's again these different phases and sometimes you're you're busy or you just not <laughs> you don't want to do it whatever and yeah. Uh, yeah yeah um but but the good thing is that when when you've started that exercise when you're doing it even when you've had a break for a couple of months and then you go for a run it's still there and and that's that's really great that like okay my body hasn't forgotten how to run yeah and and that's of course different for everyone some people hate running and so forth you know <laughs> I definitely hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, it's, it's something that that really makes me feel good. Not necessarily, not not when I'm doing it. Like it's hell, <laughs> especially in the beginning. But, but I love the feeling, like when you've been running for twenty minutes or so, and then you get the runners high. You feel like, oh, I could keep doing this forever. I love that feeling. And then when you've been for a run, and then you start your day it's a completely different day completely different experience mm. yeah I've, I've definitely experienced that before but i just don't, don't like the start of it it's yeah it's really yeah. aggravating for me <laughs> yeah. it's cold and raining outside or whatever yeah, yeah for sure but it's only it's only very natural yeah so what's happening in the world today or in the music industry more specifically that is relevant for you or that affects you right now? That's a really good question. I wish I knew what's going on in the world. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. That's my one of my key frustrations to understand what the hell is going on in this world. <laughs> I guess all these, um, the coronavirus, all that, that's, that's affecting me because I've just had a lot of a whole bunch of gigs cancelled because of it. Um, yeah. Little tour in Asia and now all that's gone. So Yeah, that's a direct effect on you and your, your career. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And also it's a question of how, how do I pay the rent? That that's <laughs> unfortunately it's the uh the constant worry about money mm. as as being a a freelancer. And I've you know, I've had that all my life. I've had different day jobs and stuff, but at, at the moment, I'm just doing music and playing gigs. And it's still, it's, I'm really grateful that I can do this. I feel like this is what I should be doing. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh, mm. but I need to pay that rent. And it's sometimes it's, it's hard. It's like that worry is, is there always. Yeah, it's difficult to make a sustainable living out of it because it's usually so irregular. And yeah. you definitely have to wonder, like, literally living from paycheck to paycheck, when is the next thing coming in and how I, how yeah. will I make those ends meet? Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of artists can relate to that. Absolutely. So what do you think are the biggest challenges for artists in the music industry right now? I don't know. I can't really speak for other artists. I can't relate to them. I pretty much live in a world of my own, especially now that I'm doing Kulundi and it feels like it's it's taking my full attention 100%. So I don't really uh, have time to, or yeah, I don't have time to follow the music as much as I would like to. I'm pretty much clueless of what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I, I meet a lot of people playing gigs and that's where I get my info, but yeah. 
home. I'm I'm just doing my own stuff, and that takes up all my time. So, <laughs> and it's also good, like um, to kind of shut yourself out so that you can really concentrate on what you're doing yourself. Yeah, without being impacted by outside opinions yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It can be a distraction sometimes, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I just. Uh, I'm never satisfied with the music I do. Like uh, that's what oh, that's one of the things that keeps me going. Is like, well, I just need to make that good good tune. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of a friend of mine who 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 makes wine, and he's been doing that for I think 25 years, and he still he still tells me that he's looking for the best wine he can ever make and he keeps making wine because he hasn't found the one that he really thinks is yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So to round up a little bit, you have sent me a few pieces of music for this episode. Let's talk a little bit about that. Why did you send me those tunes? And um, They are from Connection and Contact, aren't they? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like my two favorite Kalundi releases that I've done so far. Um, it's related to the the Great Pyramid of Giza, mm -hmm. basically. Um, I've I've been using frequencies that I find relevant to the pyramids through different uh, research that I've done and research that other people have done. And um, first of all, connection. I made the whole thing, it's, I can't say that I made it, it was already there and it mm -hmm. came to me just during one, one weekend, but more, no it wasn't even a weekend, it was like they all came to be within one track and then I extended all that into an album, but, but that whole thing was already there. So I, I yeah, I, I find it really, um, uh, for myself, I find it very calming and it reminds me of the important things and what to do. Yeah, I think that's and really it, beautiful. And it's it's really good to meditate, meditate too as well. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I, I meditate every day, so I'll definitely use that in my meditations. <laughs> so one last question to round up. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Ooh, first time. Are these big things or little things? But the first thing that comes to mind for you. It can be big, it can be a little, it doesn't matter. For some reason, riding a horse, I remember, but that's a long time ago. But that was like one of those things that, and I'd like to do some more of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, things like that, but yeah. I guess I am stuck in my ways because I haven't done, done any horse riding for ages. I <laughs> new things like that, but I guess it would be like hobbies or things <laughs> like that. Or a bungee jump I did, but I was 18 then, yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's time to go out there and do something for the first time yeah, again. Definitely. <laughs> so the time flies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> True that. Okay, so... That was it. That was um, that was it for our conversation. Thank you so so much again for um, doing this with me. It was really interesting and insightful. And um, yeah, I wish you a lot of fun with the rest of your journey in music. Oh, likewise, likewise. Um, all I want to say, well, I would like to say hello to my kids, Emilia and Eiko. I love you. Oh. Also, I want to say Kulundi, everyone. Okay, thank you so much. That's sweet. <laughs> thank you.